this is going to be the biggest disaster we've ever encountered is coming because I don't trust this. I'm Alan Girding, and this is the Tuesday Night Podcast, episode 164 of the podcast that's about the stories we make while playing the games we love on, around, and even under the gaming table. Talking board games, dice games, card games, role-playing games. And with me, I have someone whose face is better than their smell, which is the best compliment I can give, Buttface McGee, Lindsay Road. Yep. I'm here. It's, I can't believe it's episode 164. I feel like we just recorded episode 100 yesterday. No, it's been a while. And it's been a while since you've been on the podcast. I was hoping to get you in at least one every 10 episodes, but you've been busy. Yeah, it should get better from here on out, but it's been a crazy, uh, a crazy fall and winter. Would you say it's been a crazy 2018 now that we're in 2019? Yeah, it's definitely been a crazy uh, 2018. The end was crazier than the beginning. So hopefully 2019 will be less crazy, but more fun. So crazy to you is a bad thing. You're saying, ah, crazy rather than. Anytime I don't get to invade your show every 10 episodes is a bad thing. Gotcha. How about I put you in the hot seat and I just start asking you questions? Okay, cool. As long as you're willing to be on the hot seat later, because I've got questions. Sure. In fact, (laughs) this will be the game that we play in this episode. I'm going to try to ask you questions to which you won't want to answer on this podcast. Oh, great. And you try to ask me questions that I can't answer on this podcast. And anytime we can't answer a question, we have to do some sort of punishment or humiliation. Are you ready? I... Yeah, yeah, let's do, let's do that Who thing. Who has more to hide <laughs> from the knaves, knights, and nobles alike? Lindsay Road, question one. Where the fuck is my countdown action edition? Okay, okay, that's a good question. That's a fair question. I just got an email from them in customs because the government is shut down, which is fantastic. Wait, which government shut down? The customs government? So customs is considered a necessary part of government. So when the government shuts down, customs doesn't. Although I'm sure the people who aren't currently getting paid in that job are not moving at their fastest rate or very happy. For the uninitiated, by the way, Countdown Action Edition is the game that you, Lindsay Road, published through Kickstarter through the company for which you are a slave, and that is Dogmite Games. That's true. Yep, they hold the collar. When did you say it would be fulfilled? It's supposed to be fulfilled in January, so we have like a team of shipping people standing by. Everything's done. Everything's ready. Oh, so it's not even late. It's not late yet. It's just I'm, I'm freaked out. I really don't want to deliver this late. No one will sleep when it delivers. <laughs> but everyone will have to wake up if it's the middle of the night and go ship games for 48 hours. I have no room to talk because Two Rooms in a Boom was a year late. Oh, good. <laughs> that makes me feel way better, actually. <laughs> We got no joke death threats on Kickstarter because it was a year late and we did our best to explain, but... Yeah, people on Kickstarter, a lot of people are really good and some people just, once they give you money, that that's really it. Yeah, but $20 for your life? I yeah. don't know 
who's gonna kill someone over twenty dollars? Oh, I wish I could have backed that Kickstarter. I found out about you later after that game had come out. I wish I could have seen it. Our relationship, or should I say, relationship, didn't start until just a couple years ago. No, yeah, it was uh, Isaac Vega that introduced us to each other. Yep, that's true. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna introduce you to your new best friend, and you're gonna thank me for it. And then he introduced me to you. And now I have a friendship, so it's been going great. <laughs> <laughs> We're off like a prom dress. It's your turn. You can ask me anything you want. Um, let's see. Have you announced your new game yet? Have I announced our new game yet? Yeah. So behind the scenes in 2019, we're hoping to have a whole bunch of Kickstarters. Oh, really? More than one? Shut you guys, your you fat guys are face. crazy. <laughs> Whoa, make more than one game in a year? That's nuts. Hey, life's good. I enjoy my life. I like going down the lazy river. That's the ride I like the most. And water parks, and that's how this company's <laughs> being run. It's the lazy river of board game publishing companies. So what's floating down this old river known as Tuesday Night Games? In February, coming to Kickstarter, we have a module for Mothership, Sean's sci-fi horror role-playing game. We also have one of two games, if not both, Tooth or Bear and Hansy. Now you've played Hansy and Tooth or Bear before. Those two games are in a race. I'm trying to get the art for those games and get it all together. And whichever one finishes first is the one that we'll put on Kickstarter. We're also trying to get two rooms and a groom up and out into the world through Kickstarter this year as well. So 2019 is looking super busy. It's one of these annoying things because I have so many games yet to be published and I keep on designing more just for funsies. Yeah, I want to point out to the audience, the reason I tease Alan so much for his release schedule is because he's got 30 prototypes and every time I see him, he's got two more and they're all really good and it, they just sit. There's some that have sat around for a couple of years, like since I've known you, that I can't wait to play. <laughs> and I, don't, I just want to play them and you won't let me play them. Hansy's older than my relationship with Sean. That's an old story that I've told in other podcasts. Yeah, no one's interested in that story. Um, Lindsay. Yes. What's your next game that you've designed that's going to be published? I originally did a game that's supposed to release like really soon called Bayou Bash with the company Weird. I don't really know what's going on with it, but that could be the next one. I have a new game that I've been working on for three years that's ready, and I'm hoping to get it to Kickstarter obviously after we fulfill Countdown in the next couple of months, probably near summertime, called Labyrinthos. Labyrinthos? Yes. Such a good name. Lab it was supposed to be called Labyrinth, but Labyrinth is way copyrighted. <laughs> Labyrinthos, which is Greek for uh, Labyrinth. What? No way. I, I think it is. If it's not, someone email me because I'm, I'm going to tell that to everyone and I'll look like an idiot if it's not true. <laughs> email Lindsay at <laughs> podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com. <laughs> and if you have any questions you think that myself or Lindsay are too cowardly to answer, we'll totally bring those questions up on the podcast sometime and not answer them for you if you've actually won. But that's cool. Labyrinthos? Yeah, yeah Labyrinthos. Uh, I've been working on it for a long time. It's actually the first game that I ever designed. And I, I took it to show Isaac. And I was, so, I was so scared of meeting him. I hit my head on like a door 
on my way to the meeting, like right in front of him. It was so embarrassing just because I was ridiculously nervous. <laughs> I played Labyrinthos. It's really good. We played it at PAX Unplugged together. Yeah. So I'm imagining when it's published, it's going to look very similar to what we played at PAX Unplugged. Yeah, probably. I'll keep playtesting it all the way to the end. But really, we're just tinkering around with words at this point. Like the mechanics are set. The characters are, are pretty much good to go. It's just like, oh, is this power cool enough or can we make it better? And it's also the biggest game I've ever done from like a component and complexity standpoint. Yeah, because when you say biggest game, that can mean several things. It can mean table space. Like Fireball Island is a pretty big game. And <laughs> no, that it it's takes not table space. Big game could mean as in game length, whereas, oh my goodness, we're going to do this forever. So when you say big, you mean just components? I mean, big as in like, I've mostly done like smaller card games, party games, and this will be my first one. It'll have miniatures in it, which is pretty cool. At least I hope so. Exciting. I'm still fighting for the budget for miniatures and how the Kickstarter does, but uh, complexity wise, it's a legitimate board game. It's not a card game. It's got tiles. It's got table space. One of my favorite things about Labyrinthos, it is very easy to play once you know the rules. The leading cause of my games on my shelf, Gathering Dust, is the reteachability. If I have to look up how to play it all over again, it's just going to sit on my shelf. And Labyrinthos, I don't think would sit on my shelf that long. I don't think it would gather dust. I remember, it's like you get so many actions and you just choose what actions you do. And right on your character tableau, it tells you exactly what each of those actions do. So it's as easy as just following the instructions that are in front of you. Am I crazy? No, I mean, I think so. One of the really good signs that, that we had earlier on is when I ran the first playtest, normally it's really hard to get playtesters. Uh, normally your playtest dropout is very high. The higher it is, the uh, usually it's not a great sign. Labyrinthos had no dropouts for the first five weeks. 90% of people stayed throughout the entire playtest, which is insane. I've never had a playtest rate like that, which is a fantastic sign. <laughs> You're really good at getting playtesters and getting them to give you feedback. That's something I think is worth exploiting for companies. That's a talent Lindsay Road has, but we could have a whole another podcast about that. Speaking of exploiting companies. Sponsors, yay! Thank you for sponsoring us. Send us free stuff for money. And we'll talk about your stuff, but only if we like it. <laughs> you said this game has to have miniatures. And I, when I played it, it had these nice tableau placards and whatever. Are you sure you can do that through the Game Crafter, including getting miniatures for your games? I'm going to guess yes. You absolutely can, Lindsay Road. There's so many components. <laughs> oh, a plethora, really if you will. really good news because I need them. <laughs> Absolutely. If you have any problems while you're trying to figure out how to use the GameCrafter.com, they have live chat always going on. In fact, if you just go onto the website, thegamecrafter.com, and you're visiting, you'll see a chat window in the lower right-hand corner of people just asking questions, answering questions, and they even have moderators that are constantly on there that will help you out as well. And if you still have problems, you just let me know. <laughs> But I'm sure you're more than capable to go ahead and get the Game Crafter components that you want to make Labyrinthos look as fine as it can possibly be. Let's get back to the game and stop blowing smoke up your ass about Labyrinthos. Do you have any questions you can ask me that you think I wouldn't be willing to answer on air? Let's see. What was your favorite and least favorite part of 2018? 
most favorite and least favorite, that's really easy for me to answer, and I'll oh, share for it. the names, nights, and listeners alike. My least favorite part of 2018, easily, I lost my dog to cancer, and she was old dog, 14 years of age, same age as my relationship with my wife. And the best part was getting uh, our dog, Brienne. Brienne of Gerd, Slayer of Heartworm. Of course, they were all rescue dogs and whatnot, but I didn't want to be one of those people that just instantly buys another dog because they lost a dog. So we mourned the loss, actually got a headstone for Liba. She has a gravesite because she was a huge part of my life. Can't emphasize this enough. I lived in California, North Carolina. She went everywhere with me. Really miss her. But we also have a pit bull named Gilly. And Gilly was mourning Leba pretty badly. Normally, Gilly just sleeps on my chest, literally just sleeps on me to the point when I go to hotels and I spend the night in hotels, I have to sleep with pillows all over me. Instead of behind my head, they're on top of me to replace Gilly. And Gilly was no longer sleeping on my chest. Instead, she was sleeping on Leba's bed because she had her own little doggy bed. And she would just sleep on Leba's bed and whine all night and throughout the day. So she was mourning Leba pretty badly. And after a while of it not going away, we decided, well, let's start looking into other dogs. And then we found Brienne. Her rescue name was Elaine, but we renamed her Brienne because she's just this big tank looking dog. So we named her after Brienne of Tarth from Game of no, Thrones. No, that's good. I, some people say you can't rename rescue dogs. And I'm like, screw that. I rename all the dogs. <laughs> Every single one. So Leba's original name was Spirit. <laughs> Gilly's original name was Gurley, which was a horrible name, oh, that's but she bad. still responded to it, but she responded to Gilly just as well as Gurley, so we just called her Gilly. Elaine didn't respond to Elaine at all, so we're like, well, she doesn't respond to Elaine, so we might as well start from scratch. Let's call her Bree. So that was the best and worst part. Hey, Lindsay, <laughs> yeah. let's turn this table back around to you. All right. I heard you had a top secret meeting with Geek and Sundry. What was that all about? Oh, I actually am not allowed to talk about that. <laughs> well, it's not a secret that you were invited to Geek and Sundries. No, that's not a secret. <laughs> so you got flown out all the way to Los Angeles. I found out about it, and I flew out three days later. So that was that was pretty crazy. So it was bit bam boom. You're just flying right there, not even knowing why. It was kind of a secret. Yeah, I actually thought for a while that like maybe someone was setting me up, and I was just an idiot. I would jump and out like, of the corner gonna, and slit your throat. I was just going to be a you've been assassined. Hilarious. Yeah, it was uh, like right outside the movie studios in Burbank, California is where, and it was like right next to the Jim Henson studio. It was pretty amazing. For the uninitiated, what's Geek and Sundry? Geek and Sundry, I think it was started by Felicia Day as an alternative channel on the internet. Um, this is, I believe, also when Twitch was just starting to happen where people played video games and they would just record her and her brother and some of her friends playing Mario Kart. And then they started doing live plays of RPGs. And now it's a complete channel on Twitch as well as a website. Website. And like they have a new channel now that you can pay for. It's just their shows. And it's a huge production now. And they have movie sets. They're owned by Legendary Studios who makes movies. It's pretty crazy. Uh, Critical Role is probably their most famous show. And they just talked about Mothership yesterday. What? Mothership? That's Sean McCoy's role-playing game. <laughs> yeah, what did they say? They um they did an article about all the new RPGs that you have to try this year for 2019. And Mothership was number two, I believe, on the list of RPGs you must try 
Boom! Yeah, we know all about that. Oh, do you? That's oh, a no. huge deal. I saw it and I texted you right away. I was like, holy crap, this is insane. <laughs> so they invited you into their offices yes. to have a meeting. With I have you. never signed so much paperwork in my entire life. And that paperwork basically sold your tongue away to make sure you can never talk about what? What aren't you supposed to talk about? I can't talk about certain things i like can't, what Lindsay? i can't talk about it um i can't talk about <laughs> that uh dog might which makes like wooden accessories and really cool gear and stuff they are now providing the accessories for many of the geek and sundry shows so if you watch any of the shows keep an eye out for dog my gear because you'll probably see some of it on the shows now and a ton more of it coming up in 2019. They already showed some of it. There was the role-playing game that is all about colors and rainbow with the artist Quan Chai. Yeah, Overlight. Overlight. Overlight's amazing if you haven't tried it out. I haven't tried Overlight. Overlight's a really cool system. I just know that the art is where it's at because oh, I'm a it's huge so Quan Chai fan. It's gorgeous. Oh, it's such a great system. It's a really fun game. And so... After you guys play Mothership. Dogmite Games who make badass wooden accessories for your gaming needs, went ahead and now they have all these rainbow-colored Game Master screens and component holders and all that jazz on that show on Geek & Sundry. Yep, we're on Overlight. If you see... Oh, it's the, the zombie apocalypse. Oh, it's based on the podcast where everyone's just dead. We're alive. It's on We're Alive. Uh, we have a really cool Live Edge Walnut Slab GM screen. They just announced Relics and Rarities. We're doing some really cool stuff for that. That show, I can't talk much about it, but check it out. It's going to be the most ambitious and insane thing I think this studio has ever tried to do. This is crazy because you said you're not allowed to talk about things, but here you are talking about things. Yeah, well, they announced it, so I'm allowed to say the name now. Got you. Can't talk about details, but... Now, is it details with Dogmite Games or details with Lindsay Road, the talented character that often visits Tuesday Night Podcast? Uh, it's both. I have much more flexibility with the Dogmite stuff to talk because it's already happening. Oh, but the talented Lindsay Road, the person with whom I have a friendship, you're yes. not allowed to talk about that. No. I'm sure no one would be interested in that. <laughs> How about I speculate and then you say yes or no? No, I How's really... That okay, cool, no, let's do it. I signed so much paperwork. So, you Lindsay, can't do this. You, you are have to be cut all of this out. Another cast member nope. in their, no. their show about escape rooms and... Damn it. All right, well, if you can't talk about it, that means I found something you're not allowed to talk about. So ah, I that get doesn't to, count. You're what? Less, that, that, what do you mean that doesn't count? You know We're I have a little NDA rules? with them. <laughs> Yeah, but that's, I mean, are you, you telling me entrapment, that sir. if entrapment. you knew that I signed an NDA, you wouldn't be doing the exact same thing if I was sitting in your seat? I suppose the tactics are similar. Yeah, yeah. We need to come up with a humiliation or punishment for you. Hmm. I know what we should do. We should have you do an elevator pitch in a oh, character. No. Yeah, let's do elevator pitch. What should we do it for? I don't know. What are some games that you've played over the holiday for the new year? Let's see. Oh, I, I know. You're part of a role-playing show, Lindsay. I am part of a role-playing show. In fact, why don't you give me an elevator pitch for what this role-playing show is? I think it has a lot to do with Dogmite Games, and you'll have a minute to explain the spirit of the show. That sounds great. Wait, we need to give you a character. Hmm. Oh, I had a character in mind, but we can... Uh, sure, what's the character you had in mind? The show is a Western show, so I was going to do like a Western hillbilly voice for it. But if you want to pick something else, that's fine. That sounds pretty brutal. I want you to be punished, though. 
What? That is a punishment. I really want you to lay on thick with a hillbilly, though. I want you to offend anyone who may be considered like, that sounds like me. I guess I'm a hillbilly. Uh, No one talks like I'm about to talk. (laughs) If there's anyone out there that talks like I'm about to talk, then you should move away from your area. Your area is not healthy for your dialogue. I want to add in this little nugget. You're suffering from some mysterious venereal disease. Wait, wait, I have a question. Yes. I don't know what venereal disease means. Oh, you innocent child. It's a de- It's a disease in your junk from having sex. Okay. okay. For instance, I think that's gonorrhea has a pussy green discharge, and gonorrhea may be incurable soon. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. All right. That's all right. The incurable gonorrhea can wait until after this. Okay, but what venereal disease is your character going to have? I don't know what... Well, get along, little doggy, because I've got a show for you. It's called Fistful Platinum. Excuse me, I got a bit of an itch. So this show is a D&D show where you and your whippersnapper friends can all get together and you play an adventure. I'm on it and all my friends are on it. And you know what? We mostly just, oh, it burns a bit down here. Never mind. <laughs> and we play through the uh, Dragon Water Deep heist with uh, the D&D Adventure League, who I'm sure will really love this. Oh, my goodness. I really have to pee now. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I really need to go to the bathroom for undisclosed reasons. Nothing to do with that thing I did last night with the whores, but you should definitely check it out. It's on the D&D Twitch. I'm sure they would not approve this elevator pitch at all because it is certainly family friendly. <laughs> and see what the Adventure League is all about and that you should join it. First of all, good job. Thank you. So you're doing a live stream show now that's officially Dungeons and Dragons, Wizards of the Coast. Is that is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, it's on their channel. They officially endorse it. They asked me to be on it. And uh, I am sure they will really love that I compared it to a whore with an itch. <laughs> but no, it's really cool. It's uh, the head of the Adventure League. The person who runs that whole program is Alan Patrick. He's an amazing person who lives actually pretty close to me here in Michigan. He's an amazing community manager. He does a ton of writings for their books. He does a lot of their modules. And he's running through the uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist. Is this a module I can go out and buy? Yeah, this is a module you can go out and buy right now. We're playing through it. And we also have this thing called the Beetle and Grim Box. And the really cool thing about the Beetle and Grim Box is that it's $500. And it's a prop for everything in that adventure. So as we play, we have like full maps that are real length, like a wall length wait, maps. Wait, wait, shut up. So you're saying I can buy this module for a usual price of a module. I'm gonna guess that it's in type of a book type format. Yeah, I think Maybe it's like $50, $40, something $50 like that. $50 for most D&D books. So I can go out and get that, but then they're offering for $200, this basically treasure trove of all the actual artifacts that you get in this adventure, like the map. If you have the jewel of the Dragon Krieg, you can actually pull out this fake jewel and then you're actually carrying around this fake jewel. Is that what you're saying this is? Yes, except it's $500. Holy shit! (laughs) I think, I think it may be $400, but it's a lot. And it comes with a book, so don't get both. Just get the really expensive box. (laughs) You saved yourself $50 there. Yeah. (laughs) It's amazing. I have never heard of Beetle and Grimm before. It's crazy, but when we met the Waterdeep guards, he actually brought out the police badge 
for those guards. He actually has all those coins. Like we stole coins and he brought out a bag of actual recreational coins on the show. Ironically, those coins are worth more than $500. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm sorry. Go on, go on. This is actually really cool. When I get a note, it's like an actual note. There's maps, there's pictures. He's got a miniature for everything, a map for everything. Really cool. Yeah, we got cups. We started a tavern, and he actually brought out four cups with our tavern's name on them. Now, I've watched the stream. I watched the first day. The set is amazing. It looks all wood. Is it in the Dogmite Studios or something like that? Because it looks like something Dogmite would have just totally made as it's wood, 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 wood table, wood chairs, wood backdrop, wood everything. What's with that? Yeah, it's so it's in the Dogmite Studios. We have an empty office space because we need so much warehousing for our production that we actually get some office space thrown into that that we don't need because the office team is pretty small still. So we just turned one of those offices into a studio, which I'm hoping after this is done, because we've already invested the money and the time, we're going to use it for things like how to play Countdown and some of the videos that people have been asking for and more live plays in the future and stuff with our friends. And if you come and visit, like you can be on the show and... I'm only a couple hours away. I live in Cleveland. Yeah, we actually live surprisingly close to each other for never having visited each other ever. <laughs> well, you've been going through crazy times. I'll be there for your design weekend or whatever that is. Oh, you're going to be there for the game retreat in May, the middle of May. Yes. yes. So how did this come about? Did you reach out to them? Did Dungeons and Dragons reach out to you? Was this through components that Dogmite was making? How did this relationship get established and for it to take place in the Dogmite studios? It happened through Alan. So I don't actually remember how I met Alan, which means that I may have been drinking. But I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I have no recollection of how our friendship started. And it's not even that old of a friendship. But he asked us to go out to dinner with him and his wife. He pitched this idea to us and he's like, I really want you and Mike, one of the owners, to be on it. He's like, you guys have amazing personalities. We want to kind of show the Adventure League, and we want to show what a real game is like amongst friends and how cool it is and that it's not scripted and that you can have fart jokes and that people just, like, get derailed. And we want to show all of that and have it not be fake. But you said the rating is E for everyone. So we therefore... try to keep it E for everyone. It's gotten the last episode three got really risky. And you could see Alan getting super angry at the end of the table because we wouldn't let this uh, place called the House of Inspired Hands. And <laughs> <laughs> we, we took that and we ran. And then like one of the girls, Trish, who's a cool freelance actress and a singer and a musician. Oh, wow. Yeah, the people on the show are super talented. I'm actually like the least talented one, which is an unusual no, experience Lindsay. for me. After hearing that accent of yours, I can't imagine anyone more talented. I kids don't know. I have no idea how they could ever beat me. But uh, we have insane, like, she actually sang. She came up with a song and it was the most hilarious thing I've ever heard. How do people get into this? I want to watch it from the beginning and I want to watch it live in the future. How do I catch up? What do I do? So all the episodes are on YouTube. That's honestly probably the easiest way to find it is just search Fistful of Platinum, which is the name of the show, or go to the D&D channel and it will be on there. It's doing very well, so it's near the top, which is great. What about Dungeons and Dragons, the live stream? How do I watch the live stream then? Because I'm assuming it's only uploaded to YouTube after the fact. Right. So if you want to start at the beginning, go to YouTube. Uh, episode two had something wrong with it, so they pulled it. It should be up really soon again with a better quality video. 
But if you want to see it live and you want to comment and tell us how stupid we all look as we do our thing, go to Twitch on the D&D channel. It's a huge channel. It's easy to find on Twitch. It's got a main page. It's at 9 a.m. in Pacific time. Pacific time? Bizarre, because we're in the Eastern time, you and me. Yeah, so I guess 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock Eastern time on Twitch on Saturdays. Saturdays at noon, high noon. Oh, yeah, it is high noon. Oh, we should have sold it like that. That would have been way better. Fistful of plant. Yeah. But thanks for watching it. Who's your character and what do you do? Yeah. I really love this television show called Below Zero, which is about people living in Alaska. And one of my favorite people on it is this woman who's Agnes Hailstone. And my entire character is just inspired by her because she's the most badass woman I've ever seen in my entire life. My character is called. Agnes Copper. She's a rogue, and she found a journal uh, about being a rogue. It has a hundred rules of being a rogue, which you will be able to buy soon for a dollar on the D&D channel, DMs Guild. But she follows these rules religiously, but most of the rules don't make any sense. Like, always carry a cup with you, and don't (laughs) join clubs, which I totally broke last episode. (laughs) And all these things that, like, her grandmother thought was really, uh, valuable in being a rogue and so she's gone to Waterdeep to find her grandmother which has suddenly become a very scary character the grandmother's a scary character for Agnes Copper's grandmother you're looking for her and the more you find out the scarier and scarier Grandma Copper ends up being yeah Grandma Copper is way more hardcore than I think Agnes is really ready for (laughs) I'm hooked Well, we've been talking for too much, although I could talk forever to you, so we'll just have to save it for the next episode. We didn't even talk about 2019 plans except for our games. I don't know what our personal goals are. No, and we didn't even get to talk too much. I want to tell everyone about the game. I'm so freaking excited to tell people about this game. What game? So we'll have to... The Labyrinthos game. Oh, well, we talked about Labyrinthos. Yeah, but they don't know why it's so cool. (laughs) You made it. All right. Oh, with that. Well, being now I feel bad said, for calling it a friend shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think with that being said, we should bring this episode to a close. Please make sure you follow us on all the social media at play TKG. If you want to get in touch with Lindsay road, uh, how do they do that? Lindsay, you can go to make my sure Twitter. You send your um, emails to podcast at Tuesday night You're such an asshole. <laughs> And uh, yeah. share this podcast with all of your friends. Anyone you think that may enjoy it, give us a review on iTunes. How many stars should they give us, Lindsay? All the stars. All the stars. All the stars. I don't know how many there are. Just all of them. All Make the all of the stars yellow. And with that being said, this episode is... It's finished. No, you should do your southern accent. Yeah. I'm tri- no, I tried. That actually was my attempt at the southern accent. It bombed. <laughs> This here episode is finished. If you even remotely like Werewolf or any other hidden role games like Two Rooms and a Boom or Insider Werewords or any of those werewolf games, make sure you check out Ravewood Castle's Weekend Werewolf Event, hosted by me, How Woo! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Woo! <laughs>